It's outside the box. Wishing for a big change, but not optimistic. Today's topic is transition. No matter who wins the presidential election, basically a contest between Democratic and Republican nominees, we're in for a big transition. And because this is being recorded in late October, it's not clear who will win, or even if there will be a declared winner right after Election Day. If the current president is declared the winner, resistance will grow stronger as opponents prepare to tough out another four years of attacks against the environment, social and economic justice, and democratic principles. Opposition will likely ramp up, with a president considered dangerous, incompetent, and devious. If a new president is elected, there will likely be a transition away from some current policies, such as overt support for white supremacy, severe economic damage and destruction, active oppression of immigrants, attempts to eliminate the Affordable Care Act, and a return to policies implemented under Barack Obama. But this transition will at best be slow to unfold, since the country has been moving toward a greater concentration of wealth and power for decades. The last four years have just been a speed-up of an already deteriorating situation. The U.S. is experiencing not only a health pandemic, the Trump virus, but also a second pandemic of fear, distrust, and hate of people who are different, especially people of color and immigrants, of government, of institutions like the Postal Service, of science and factual data, of medical services and schools, of media, and of the democratic process. How do we repair or replace a very broken system built on divisiveness, complicated by a deadly virus and dysfunctional economy. The poison of fear, distrust, and hate may ease over time, but not necessarily just because of a new president. There is a common enemy, a health crisis, but do we unite for masks or a vaccine or early reopenings? Little unity there. How do we overcome cultural as well as political differences when even families are afraid to discuss politics because of different viewpoints? Our political and social divides along the lines of gender and sexual orientation, skin color, class, age, ability, geography, religion, and other differences will remain. Will we be able to examine authoritarianism, the potential of too much power in one individual taken to new levels by the current president? Even though some policies from the current White House resident have been despicable beyond belief, it doesn't mean our willingness to accept horrible comments and actions will disappear overnight. Too much has been tolerated, if not mainstreamed, for too long. Mexicans will still be thought of as rapists and criminals, even if the current president is gone. 
some white supremacists will continue to be quote-unquote good people. The bad dudes will be anarchists and socialists. Separating children from parents will still be acceptable. Human and worker rights and the environment will have to take a back seat to corporate rights. Is this what it means to be conservative? Some of his worshipers may not let go of those attitudes for years or maybe even decades to come. Will greater benefits for working people, those with the least money and power, ever get to them? Many white working-class people blame themselves and black, indigenous, and people of color for their failures, while workers, white workers don't necessarily question or challenge the system that creates few winners and many losers, maintained by those winners. They vote for and may keep on supporting whoever tells them they're better than those with darker skins. Divide and conquer, not solidarity. Voters in parts of the U.S., especially people of color, may have to run through a gauntlet of observers trying to intimidate them from voting on election day. The whole voting system, while only a small part of civic involvement, at least gives people a belief that they're making a small contribution to the democratic process. However, there may be claims of voter fraud and even an attempted coup d'etat, depending on the outcome of the election. How can a democratic process be maintained and even strengthened in a transition with so much separation and distrust? How can a culture of Trumpism be erased from our minds and country? Is it time for a united red states of America and a united blue states of America? Or is there a path to some kind of unity, mutual trust, and hope? If we do have a transition of power to a new president and possibly Congress, how will you be involved? I'm Larry Danzinger, hoping for a fast transition, but fearing it will be a very, very long process.